Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Association of Realtors. And just to cover it right now, I probably will cover it in a minute. I get asked all the time, what are the top real estate markets? I actually think that is the wrong question. I think the right question is, do you know your buy box? Do you know what average is? Go look for great deals. I believe too many investors waste time acting busy looking for the right market, but we will talk about that in a minute. Next, we will talk about what happens to the housing markets in recessions. And this is going to key on my personal experience with two nasty recessions. I think it will be worthwhile to discuss because as always, it depends on your buy box. Next, we also talk about my personal thoughts about the World Economic Forum. Yes, the World Economic Forum just ended over in Stockholm or Switzerland or wherever they party. I have some very keen thoughts on that I think you need to hear. Next, we'll talk about layoffs. And of course, what happens when layoffs occur? Stocks go up. We'll talk about why. And then finally, a huge announcement, something that I'm very proud of, and I'll just lead off with this. We have now released the 53-year spreadsheet. Yes, 2022 is now done. John has gone back and captured 25 or so metrics, and we've already uploaded the video. Some of the highlights from 2022 that shocked me. One, consumer sentiment in 2022, at the end of 2022, is the worst in 53 years. Worse than the 70s, worse than 81, worse than the dot-com, worse than the Great Recession. Shocking. Second, it was very interesting to look at housing affordability and house price to average income. You would think those ratios would mirror each other, would be similar. They absolutely were not. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Lots of great data in there. We give it away for free on this channel. All you have to do is go to my free course, which there's a link below, I think, and go download it, play with it. There's also a video yesterday with John and I discussing all of it. And of course, as always, we show all the links, all the source data. If you wanna go double check the numbers, by all means, go nuts. So John, thank you very much for doing that. You are amazing. All right, let's get back to the top five real estate markets. Again, I believe too many of you are acting busy looking for the perfect or better yet the best real estate market to invest in? That is the wrong question. I think you need to learn the skill. I think real estate investing is a skill. But that said, I get asked all the time, so I did find an article that I thought was worth sharing. So according to the National Association of Realtors, who looked at 179 markets, uh, here are the top five cities. They looked, they evaluated affordability, job growth, migration, and housing supply. 
So here we go, number five to number one. Greenville, note, median home price 335. Fayetteville, median home price 328. Number three, Dallas, uh, 390K. Raleigh, 460 grand. Ooh, that's more than I expected. And then number one was Atlanta. Atlanta came in at 371K. Again, folks, they looked at affordability, job growth, migration, and housing supply. I will say it again. Let's just pick on Atlanta. Atlanta was the number one. Plenty of investors will now go look at Atlanta and lose their ass. It's not about the market, it's about the investor. What have you done to learn the average yield of your buy box in Atlanta? What does your network look like? Do you have anybody driving by, you know, aunts, uncles, college roommates, whatever, that are gonna tell you the truth? Are you just gonna go look at Atlanta because the National Association of Realtors gave it a high grade? I guarantee you some people will. That's the wrong thing. Become a better investor, learn the skill, and then take that skill and apply it to any market you like. I think that is the order, and I think too many investors get it wrong. I have seen uh, investors take the best markets and lose money. I've seen great investors go to rotten markets and make money. So again, this is out there for you. So again, hey, Chester, thanks for the super chat. I appreciate you. Uh, I uh, thank you, but I appreciate it. All right, housing markets in a recession. So if you know my story at all, I've been investing in real estate for over 21, 22 years now. I've gone through two major recessions. There was the dot-com crash in the early 2000s, and there's obviously the Great Recession. Housing acted differently, and I think it's very important for all of you to understand because all recessions aren't similar. What happened in the dot-com crash? Well, my hometown, the Silicon Valley, was hurt. It went backwards. I think it went down like 10 or 15% and transactions crashed. It made sense. The valley went from this high of we can't do any wrong to what are we doing? Companies went poof, unemployment skyrocketed. There was fear everywhere. Fresno, California, where I started building my real estate portfolio. They did not know there was a dot-com crash. Sailed right through it, no issues, no tech to speak of. You know, it just, it did, it, it would, it wasn't, it wasn't even a blip on the radar. I think that is important because, hey, could this white collar recession, could this rolling recession that Michael keeps talking about be similar to the dot-com crash where maybe if your city or metro or buy box is dominated by tech or finance, maybe I will feel the pain in bigger ways. Maybe if I'm in Fresno, California, for example, where I don't have tech or finance jobs to speak of, maybe I don't feel it as much, I will let you decide. And then there was the Great Recession, which I would argue the instrument that caused the run-up was housing. Now, it was obviously leverage and toxic debt and bad lending, and there was a whole cacophony of things that went into that, but housing was the asset. Housing went down most of the country with some exclusions like Texas. Texas really didn't have 
a huge drop because they did not allow the lending, the toxic lending. My market of Calif Fresno, California went down 75%. 75%. That is a housing crash. Now, if you know my story, we saw it coming. We got out of housing. I did not know how bad it would be. Never claimed to. But I knew I couldn't buy a house because they were unaffordable. So we got out of the way and we went to apartments. Does this feel like we have the setup for this? Could it be something different? So again, housing reacts differently based on the recession, right? What is the underlying thing? Is it, is it tech? Is it finance? Is it uh, the asset of real estate? Ask yourself that and ask yourself, what is, what is happening in my buy box? What is happening in my area? Are, is migration still happening? Are jobs plentiful? What is going on? So you could hear recession. Frankly, you could hear global recession and maybe your buy box isn't impacted. So please keep doing the work, look in your buy box. Next, World Economic Forum. So I get asked a lot, I have family members and they know who they are that think the World Economic Forum and Klaus and all of these people are some evil conspiracy out to destroy the world. And I don't know Klaus, from any of that, I've seen all the videos. I think they're clowns. I think the World Economic Forum is Comic-Con for the 1% of the 1%. Seriously, I think the World Economic Forum is Comic-Con for the 1% of the 1%. Think about Comic-Con. What happens? Well, lots of people go to Comic-Con for the panels. I will admit, the World Economic Forum adopts plenty of uh, interesting panels. Next, you have to buy tickets. Did you know that the World Economic Forum sells tickets for 200 grand, according to uh, the All In podcast? Yep, 200 grand. Clowns. Did you know that these folks have no budgets, no authority, are not elected? Now, of course, they like to hear themselves speak and they like to do this and I like to do that. So again, thanks, Kip. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the uh, super chat. So again, I do not fear them. I think these globalists are clearly losing. I think there's deglobalization going on. I think they will continue to have their parties. I do hope that their power uh, and their influence or whatever you want to call it, their, uh, our attention goes away. But the World Economic Forum is a symptom, in my opinion. What I have noticed over the last month or two months by paying attention is there is something that I am calling the matrix out there. What is the matrix, in my opinion? The matrix is the universe of information and content and people. And what I see the matrix doing to you and to me is it's distracting you from your goals. Think about it. The media, social media, YouTube content creators are pushing crap that wastes your time. I looked, so I now buy vidIQ. I pay for it thanks to Think Tank or Think Media for the recommendation. And the other day, this AI platform told me that you were watching Andrew Tate videos. 
That annoyed me. I'm a real estate channel. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't know where that would come from. But clearly, the people that are on my channel are also watching The Matrix in action. The Matrix is trying to distract you from your goal, whether it's Andrew Tate, Kim Kardashian, Kanye, the World Economic Forum, anything that detracts and eats your time is killing you. Lots of you watch this channel because you have dreams and you want a better future. If you are watching video about people or topics that don't move you forward, you are in the matrix. The matrix slowly crushes your dreams. Block that stuff. I need to update rule number seven. Rule number seven talks about audit your network. We need to automate our social media feeds. I have gone on and tested this myself. So I have a Twitter page or a Twitter handle called One Rental at a Time. Over the last six or nine months, it has grown, but in my opinion, it was full of crash bros. People talking about negativity and crashing in. There was always channels with five or 10 or 15 followers. What happened? I let the matrix get me. I would interact with these morons and idiots. And guess what? The platform would feed me more morons and idiots. That's on me. I own that. So over the last three weeks or so, I have purposely ignored morons and idiots and I just checked my Twitter feed this morning. Positive investors, sure, there's some negative headlines here and there, but they're real sources of information. Folks, audit yourself. How much crap are you watching being entertained, being up in arms? How many of you are annoyed by the World Economic Forum and lose time and energy because of it? That is not moving you forward. How many of you are enraged by what happened to social media person X, Y, or Z? That is crushing you. So again, don't let the matrix win. Layoffs. So again, I've told you this was coming. We have layoffs from Wayfair, 10%, Spotify, 6%. Here's the deal, and I've told you this before. Companies, CEOs, CEOs are going to execute this. If they want their stock to go up, announce a layoff. Spotify is up like 6% today. Wayfair is up like 10%. CEOs don't care. Some of them are rewarded based on stock price, and they are going to quickly learn that if they want their stock to go up, they should um, lay people off. And uh, talking about layoffs, I actually wonder which big tech company will announce layoff round dose? I have been through this before, and the first cut is never enough. Never enough. So who's going to be the first one? Is it Amazon? Is it Meta? Is it someone else, Salesforce? I think there are, unfortunately, round two of layoffs coming. But the good news is, just like transactions in housing, we get to the bottom, we build from there. So again, you know, get close to revenue, protect yourself, do the work, recessions are the times you make money, all of that stuff. So 
There we go. And then again, we'll just call out the 50 year, three year spreadsheet. John, thank you for doing your, doing what you do. Again, the 50 year, three year spreadsheet, <coughs> excuse me, holds the key to how to use inflation to get rich. It is what I brought you almost two years ago. And I told you in 2020, the second day of California's lockdown, I said, folks, I can tell you what's coming. Inflation, lower rates, housing. That's when I created my black shirt that says I use inflation to get rich. The 53 year spreadsheet holds the answers. Go get it, look at it, internalize it. Check the data sources. Don't trust me. Check the data sources. All right, let's go congratulate some people, folks. People who follow one rental at a time are doing the work, so let's congratulate them. Cindy, congratulations for getting your deal. Peter, congratulations for getting your first deal. And then I don't know who this is, so they only gave me their LLC. So Sons of Liberty, congratulations on your first deal and your second deal. So, okay, folks, if you want one of these cards, it's really simple. Close on a real estate transaction. It could be your home. It could be a house hack. It could be whatever you would like. It could be an investment property. Say that one rental at a time helped you some way, somehow. Don't have to buy, don't have to be a subscriber. Don't have to buy the books. Don't have to be a course member. Just say that I helped you and I will send you one of these. Note, you got to give me your address. Easiest way probably is to tag me on Instagram or DM me on Instagram. You can also go to my website one rental at a time and send me a note there. So again, Sons of Liberty, congratulations. Cindy, congratulations. And Peter, your cards will go out in the mail today. Take care. Bye-bye. Later.